Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to episode 29 of AI Movie Night. As ever, I'm your host, Joe Simpson, and tonight we're going to be discussing Star Wars The Last Jedi. Needless to say, from the very outset, we'll be spoiling every element of that film. So if you haven't seen it, please go and see it, and then have a listen then, and see see whether you agree with, with what we make of the film. Um, as always, when it's Star Wars, I have my Star Wars team come on, and they're always great value. They don't really need any introduction, but I will give them an introduction anyway. Firstly, it's Andy Wales, host of the excellent Reds Review. How are you doing, Andy? I'm not so bad, Joe. Not so bad at all. Been looking forward to this one, mate. Oh, same here, same here. There's so much to discuss. Thanks for coming on again. And as always, we're joined by the Podfather. You know, I'm not sure if there's anyone who loves Star Wars more than Gags, as my DMs will testify. How are you doing, Gags? I'm awesome, mate. I'm doing really well, and I'm really looking forward to this as well. I can't wait to get all of this off of my chest, finally, and be waiting for another two years for the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Well, thanks to you both for joining us, and thanks to the listeners for, for listening in. I'm going to get straight into it with the obvious question. We talk so much about how excited we were. Did it live up to your expectations, Gags? Ooh, on the whole, yes. But I really felt that something was missing. Really did. Um, you know, I was looking for something to go way beyond Force Awakens in a huge way. You know, I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. there definitely was something missing for me. And we'll go into that in, in, in the, over the course of this show. Sure. And what about yourself, Andy? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think what we said when we when we talked before, you know, in the preview one, that I, I didn't, I didn't really set a lot of expectations for it. I just wanted to go in and enjoy it as a fan, 
And that's what I did. And, and I mean, clearly, uh, as been the response on social media, it hasn't lived up to uh, everybody's expectations. But um, I, I took my sons with me, and all three of us really enjoyed it. So, you know, for me, uh, happy days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good to hear you all enjoyed it then. And the, uh, that, that, that is the main thing, you know. Did you enjoy it, Sometimes Joe? I can get lost. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. Um, obviously, we'll cover this in more depth later. I, I did enjoy it, but there were certain elements I had issues with, and obviously, you know, some of that will be my own stuff. You know, you come in with your own expectations, and sometimes a film won't match them, and that doesn't necessarily reflect badly on the film in any way. Sometimes that can just be you yourself had unfair expectations or or purely you expected the film to go in a different direction and just because it may be in some of them areas didn't go in a direction I wanted I might have been not necessarily disappointed but not as not as I didn't find it as enjoyable as maybe someone who like Andy or or, or other people who just went in with a completely open mind and just saw it as let's just see what this film's like, and then judge it on its individual merits. Whereas I think I maybe had my own baggage and the sort of my own expectations of what a Star Wars film should be or shouldn't be, and I think that sort of that sort of tainted. So I suppose overall, I'd say I did enjoy it. It's a very good film, but it wasn't what I wanted or expected from a Star Wars film in in a number of ways. But we'll no doubt we'll be discussing them later. Um, obviously, there's been many things that people have liked and disliked. What 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 would you say you liked most about this film, Andy? Um, I'm not sure about most. Uh, there was lots of little things in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it kind of goes without saying, you know, some of the action involved. I thought there was some really really good action scenes in this, and mm-hmm. obviously some of the the CGI stuff, the way that they took that on, you know, with the spaceships and you you. you you know that you you feel so close to the action as you're going through some of it. Some of that was pretty spectacular. Now, some people may disagree with me here, but I loved the pogs. I I, I enjoyed them. Um, I'm an animal lover. I, I love birds as well, so I enjoyed them. I I, I don't know. They, they were they were cutesy, and obviously people see them as a you know a commercial opportunity. You do yeah. realise they're not real animals, as you. you... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you sell that to the pogs while uh, when Chewie was trying to eat one. True, I did feel I, sorry I, for them. <laughs> I, I know a lot. I know people are going to see it. You know, the Disney, and they just see it as a you know another commercial opportunity. But I enjoyed that. I, there was something fun about them. I, I, what I really liked was the the use of you know the hyperspace to take out the destroyer. Uh, it's something that they've never used before, and you can go back to you know all the previous ones, or even the original ones. When you know Luke Skywalker saying, "Let's just hit," you know, just go in hyperspace. Let's go, and it's Han Solo saying, "No, you can't just do that. You've got to get your coordinates set, otherwise, you know, you can hit something, and you you'll be in a million pieces and all that." And it's and it's nice how they've kind of you know remembered them things to to mm-hmm. use that hyperspace to take it out it was quite innovative and i liked it it was just something a bit different mm-hmm. and i i like i i know we'll go into it more later but i like the fact that the luke skywalker character developed but didn't lose the elements of who he actually was um but 
I, I do kind of like how um, the Ray and Kylo Ren characters develop through this movie, and I know we'll go into that one a bit more later on as well. So there's quite a few different things in it that, that I took out that I quite enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, I, I echo a lot of your points there. I echo a lot of your points there. Um, you know, some of them things I, I enjoyed a hell of a lot too. What about yourself, Gags? Yeah, I really enjoyed the character progression for all the new stars. I thought um, it was also interesting to see how Leo is used. So um, that was actually good for me because I thought she would be, you know, dead really early on. So it was nice to have her involved in the movie, you know, especially after what's happened. And it was just nice to see that. Um, I enjoyed the, you know, the, the that little use of music in um, in the casino. It reminded me of A New Hope, you know, at the start when they're going to the bar. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, there was a special appearance. We can say it, can't we? We're spoiling Yoda. Was uh, was really a real big buzz for me when that happened. Um, I, I love that the movie has um, many messages, you know, because um, yeah. you know it finds a way to move a character from a particular trait to trying to fix or remedy it. So cowardice, running away from issues for Finn, recklessness from Poe, the need to belong, the desperation for self discovery of Kylo Ren and Rey. You know, those there were there were main parts of the movie that that were were kind of kind of the story of the movie for those characters. You know, they actually had their own arc going on within yeah. the movie. And we'll go on to more of them later. Uh, but I liked I liked that it tackled all of those things on the most part. And um, even though there's maybe some questions on how they achieved it. And obviously all the stuff that Andy mentioned is by the by. I, I loved all that as well. And the CGI and the new new animals, you know, by the casino. That stuff was all really good, really cool. Um, I think, I think some of it though is, is planted, is planted for, uh, Rian Johnson's new movies. So we can talk about that later. So I think he's going to be using a lot of these things going forward. So, um, they don't do things without reason ever, ever in Star yeah. Wars. And I think his trilogy, there's a lot of things in this that might be used going forward. And I love DJ as well. Uh, Benicio del, del Toro, I thought he was uh, a really good character. And I think he's going to be a big character and a foe for Finn in the next movie, just like how Han Solo used to go along creating enemies around the galaxy. I think Finn's doing the same in, in this one. Like that's, that's something that he will hate him for now. And Rose too, who's a new, a really cool new character. Uh, they will, they will, they showed real hate for him when he turned. So, uh, when he made that deal, sorry. And, um, yeah, I think, I think those are, those are really good things about the movie. Yeah, no. Couldn't agree more, you know, with 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 so many of those things there. I mean, so some of my things that I enjoy, they'll probably sound slightly contradictory later, but I will explain. So the first one, it was just great seeing so much more of Luke, and I I think the performance by Mark Hamill was so so good. He nailed every aspect of it, the broken man aspect. He nailed, you know, when when it was humorous, he pulled it off. Just everything about his performance for me was was outstanding. And it's just great at any more, any more time spent with Luke Skywalker for me is great. I think the film looked amazing. The space battle, you really felt like, because I don't know what your cinema was like. I had those seats where they vibrate and things, and you really felt like you were in, in the battle. You went to a D-box. Oh, yeah. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah, and it was, you know, that that was so good. And um, so th- that, that was, you know, particularly impressive. You know, you really felt like you were in the battle. 
um, crate again looked fantastic and you know the sort of salt and and the visuals of that tin and red you know it was just beautiful you know Obviously, that's all that's all in a comic that 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 is actually that planet is mentioned in a layer comic and yeah, it's, seen about, that. it's about it's about her going there when she was younger with her father obviously her adopted you know when she was adopted and how that they built that they built all that up so basically if you're in star if you read all the comics and stuff that place hasn't just arrived out of nowhere it's actually in the star wars universe and it's actually all of that salt stuff everything is in those comics all of it and it was a, it was a base so what i love about it is that for all these people complaining they are sticking to what's out there in the universe and what's been written and what's been used by these writers, you know, for Star Wars. And it's yeah. not bullshit. So I love that, that they do that. I really love that they're trying to stick to uh, places that do actually exist in the universe or have been written about in the past. So I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, no, it's great. It really makes it seem like, as you say, I'm not a reader of the comics or anything, you know. It, I just haven't read them, not, not that, you know, I probably would like them if I did. But um, I love that for the people who do do that and, and and do take their interest that far. It must be so good when, you know, it makes the universe, that, that universe seems so much more real. when and rewarding, when isn't the it, film, for the fans? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Particularly, as you say, if you're someone who, who's known about that since reading the comic and then it pops up in the film and to pop up and look so amazing, it looked fantastic, I thought. It, it, it must just be, be so, so good. Obviously, you've touched on it there, like so, some of the the issues people have had. What what were the things that you didn't like? If there was anything gags about this film, we didn't learn anything about Snoke. Nothing, nada, zip about him, and that yeah. was my major bugbear because, um, I didn't mind his demise at all. You know, the lack of a major major twist as well. There were plenty of twists and turns in the story. But it lacked a major twist for me that would have sent me home, you know, really, really happy. Like an would Empire, you not say that like, you know, like killing Empire Snoke was a twist? Or, or yeah, yeah, no, that that's. Enough, I think yeah. it, I don't think that's big enough in the end because we didn't know much about him. If they'd built him up a True. bit more, right, and given yeah, him a backstory, and then yeah. he goes, well, I haven't seen any of his dastardly deeds. I haven't heard of what he's done. That's bad. They tried to do something and they got foiled by. Four people in the last movie. <laughs> Sorry, not four. There's a team, but but still, you know what I mean. By yeah, a, I know by, what you by mean. a girl that's not even a Jedi yet on the on the main. And so, what is it that would make me fear Snoke? He was not built up. He wasn't a Darth. He wasn't a he wasn't a Darth Sidious. You know, I, I wasn't fearing of him all all powerful. So I wanted to know that story. I wanted a bit more, and that yeah. would have and and that. So I'm answering that your question. But in terms of a big twist. I am your father. I know they'll never do anything to ever will be recreated again. But something that I was hoping for something that, you know, my jaw dropped. And like, Han Solo dying was big in the last one. I wanted something to like, just really shock me. Really shock me. And um, and I think whilst the main characters progressed personally, you know, within the movie, I don't think we really got anywhere. We're smack bang in the same place that we were for answers. And maybe there are more questions now than where we were before. So how did they... uh, One really weird one for me. I don't know if you both agree with this. How did they blow up Leia? I thought none of those cannons were getting through their shield. How come they didn't blow up the entire ship like that then? Why did they just blow up that bit? If they could get through when they get near close by, which is what one of the reasons I believe, 
then why didn't they blow up every single part of it? Why didn't they shoot the whole damn thing down rather than just where she was? You I know? think the way they did it in the film, I've only seen it once, so um, it's hard to be saying because your memory plays tricks, but I think the way they did it in the film was just at that very time that the shields were getting weaker, there was a, a, a ship heading straight for that part of it, but uh, as you say, I'm, I'm not sure about like how that stacks up. It's a it's a big coincidence that that's the one bit that's particularly weak at that point. But I'd need to see it again to really I've watched to be it a few times. On that. I've even downloaded mm-hmm. a horrible copy of it, and I don't get, I still don't get it. Um, Andy, I don't know. I think I what, I what about the stupid. bit where she was? But what about the bit where she was flying through space? A Superman oh, impression. Oh, I wasn't a fan of that at all. I didn't mind I, it at all. <laughs> There were people in my people in my people in my view, and quite a few were were giggling at that. And I, I just she's a force thought, user. She's she's a force user. Why can't she? She's never when, used when, it before. It was nice to when see. When she ever used it, never. But it's yeah, nice to she, see her use it. She's got it. Uh, I, she I, had a thirty day I, trial. I, she never took out full <laughs> membership. Netflix. <laughs> see, this is where I'll probably disagree here. I think uh, some of my. But she feels it. stuff, right? She's, she's always got, felt she's stuff. She's got the force, but we've never seen her use it. Also, the idea that she would suddenly use the force when she's out in space, you know. Dying. Dying. blown out of space. Yeah, yeah. So, and she can do something we've never seen before. We've never seen anyone fly with the force. That I, I know it was, obviously it's in space. This, this you don't, you, because of space. There's no gravity. You don't fall. <laughs> Is that for yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit silly. It's a bit much for me. I, I think it'd I be mind a it. much I, better film without things like that. But I know some yeah. people would call that nitpicking. But to me, the the magic of something like The Force is that it's within, largely for me, and I know there's people who will know it better than me and will take issue with this, but I think the strength of something fantastical like that for me is if if it stays within the rules they've built themselves in previous episodes. And I think when it starts doing things like that, to me it sort of cheapens the force because, you know, she's never done anything like that. It's really hard. Luke had to go through, you know, real training to be able to master, you know, the force in any degree. So the idea that she can do it at so late in life with no training. It wasn't much though, was it? She, it was just moving, it was just pulling to something. It, for me, it, it smacks it smacks of um you know, a, a lack of ingenuity and a lack of ideas there. You know, a way of, of, of coming up with a different way, you know, something different for her being accounted for, you know, being recovered. Hmm. The, the, I think with a bit of thought and you know they could have come up with something a bit different to that. It just looked. It was. It was the kind of the Superman stance. It just seemed a bit. Oh, yeah, you, 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 you guys. Was... You just. You guys just wanted fucking BB-8 to get a lasso and just like drag her in or something like a cowboy. No, I, d- yeah, I, like, didn't, I just. Did I think if the only that would have been worse. To, that would have been oh, worse. Yeah, if the only reason to have that explosion is to put it out to space. Into a coma and then use. Well, the, the twist force. is the twist I is that you think she's do dead, it. don't you? The twist is you think yeah. she's dead. That's the twist. You think she's dead there, and your heart does sink when that happens. You it actually does. do think she's gone, and then obviously that bit's really pissed people off. But you're on your deathbed. At, at times, when you're on your deathbed, things happen. You know, yeah, things that's happen, a fair and, point. That's and, a fair and point. like she maybe didn't even know it was happening. Like, how do you know? It's not explained, but well. When you're on your deathbed, like, there are signs. People say they see things or they do things happen or whatever. Maybe that was it. 
Who knows? Well, I think it was okay. If I, if I fly through space when I'm on my deathbed, I'll come back. Yeah, and if you were if you were in Star Wars and you were a Force user, yes, because she has had traits of. No, you're, you're, you're saying she's a Force user. She might have the Force. She's not a Force user. Okay, she, but she senses stuff. She senses everything. She senses yeah, she when people sense die. It, yeah. She senses when thing bad happens. Why? Why? That's that's using the Force. I'm sorry. That is. Fair enough with. You're right there. You've got me there. She she has shown the ability to sense and feel things. And obviously, she's not trained, like you said. She's not trained. Definitely not trained. But she has always felt stuff. And they said it from the from Return of the Jedi. She felt something with Luke. There was always that feeling. What is it? I feel something from you. I'm I'm attached to you. It's that's not just Siamese twins bullshit. That's just there was a force thing there. She's always oh, had yeah. it. No, that's not never, corrected on but that. But she was, we've in, never, but she was I in royalty, right? I suppose what I'm right? saying is we've never seen anything like that from her No, before. we haven't. But I the idea it, that she it can could do have been it done better. It could, yeah, definitely. It, is, it shouldn't have been Superman. It shouldn't have been Supergirl shit. I agree with yeah. that. That was dodgy. But, but I can believe that when you're desperate or there's desperation, something comes from within you to save yourself. Things can happen, like especially in fantasy type of things. Surely? Yeah. It's not that hard to believe. No, uh, that, that, I think that's one of them. We 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 have to agree to disagree there, but I do take your point. People can sometimes do um, pretty impressive things when they're desperate, but I think she was in such a bad state. I just don't think she'd have been able to do that. But uh, as I say, most people would regard that as nitpicking, and I understand that. You know, that's good debate, enough, though. As you say. <laughs> it is a fantasy film, isn't it? You know what I mean? So, you know, I can see why people would. But uh, to be honest, a lot of the things I dislike are things that a lot of people are quite happy with. So one of the main things for me was the the the, the comedy uh, from near enough the outset with Poe and Hooks. Now, whilst that was quite funny to me, it just didn't suit that part of a Star Wars film, that level of jeopardy. Mm. And it made hooks. Mm. It made hooks to me, who's so high up in the first order, look like an absolute buffoon. Yeah, he's looking you know, like, like totally, a buffoon from the start, though. Surely, well, not uh, to that level. He, he, no. he maybe looked like someone who wasn't the the most stable or or anything like that, the most stable person. But he actually became a figure of fun completely to me after that. And it was just like, it just undercut the jeopardy that was meant to be there for me. And I know people would say, oh, well, there's there's comedy throughout Star Wars, and there is, and I love it. But I don't think there's that type of comedy at that type of moment for that longer period. And I know there's a lot of people who um, who are quite fine with that, and I totally respect that. I'm just talking from my perspective. Mm. It doesn't make it a bad film. It just doesn't make it my idea of Star Wars. I think, think Andy, we spoke about it before the pod. You're halfway in the middle, so you might as well go first. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of that scene because I did feel it was it was a bit cringy. Yeah. And and. And and I'm I'm the same as you, Gags, with the whole Snoke thing. I, I think that there's a big missed opportunity there to really do something with that character. To cr- if you're going to kill him, at least create something that's meaningful to that kill. We care about yeah. And uh, yeah, but they didn't. They missed an opportunity in doing that. But yeah, the, the I I felt it it was a bit cringy. I, I could understand. You can tell why that you know that there is a reason to why he's doing it. You know he's building up that energy. He was there was a purpose to what he was doing, but the way that they executed the scene, it was a bit too comedic. I think, I think on reflection, a little less comedy in there, and it would have been. I think that then the comedy because it wasn't so much and and slapping you in the face probably work, would have worked a lot better in the ways that I think the comedy worked in the scenes with, with um, Luke and with Ray, where it was it was like smarter comedy and with uh, Luke and yeah. with Yoda, it, it was the the comedy was was more of the cute. Star Wars ilk, you know, cute. that subtle yeah, comedy. Yeah, it was cute, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as, as yeah, lampoony type comedy. Okay. So my response to this would be that they are building a lampoony type of character in terms of when he's in that mood, in that mode, that's what Poe does. He did it in the first movie with Kylo Ren. When he's on his knees, he's about to get his fucking head chopped off or something, and he's like, do you speak first? I speak first? Who speaks first? You know, it's it was pure. It was on his point, very cheeky. He's a cheeky guy. He's very comedic. When he's in situations like that, to do something, he does something funny. They've built it already. It's actually part of his character. I just thought it was more continuing with Poe's character and putting it more in your face. Like, this is the type of guy you got. This is who he is. He will be very reckless, but he tries to build time or make time for himself through comedy. 
or in any which way possible. And that's what he was doing. And that's what he's done in the past. I, I found it to be more of getting to know him as a, as a character. I think Poe is, does do that. He's a, he's a, he's, he's an idiot at times, a proper idiot. And that's, that come across. Yeah. But I like him. Oh, no. And I, I think it was done to perfection in The Force Awakens because it was done in a way where it didn't in any way, to me anyway, it didn't any, in any way have any bearing on Kylo Ren or the First Order. Kylo Ren still stayed looking a really strong character. Poe still showed his humour and his cockiness in a really great way. There was no cost for me to that humour. It worked perfectly. Whereas in this, I'm at the very start of a Star Wars film where it's meant to be the highest jeopardy. I'm thinking, this just... This is just making the first order and hooks. It just makes them look like buffoons when you're really meant to think, for me, how 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 desperate this situation is and how scary it is. And it just didn't work for me. But I, I'm glad that you're on the other side of the debate because I that's like that. Though. I like that what... reasoning. I like that reasoning. That when you yeah, were watching that... when you were watching old Star Wars, you were shitting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is and it was humour and we can all name the different bits of humour, but I just think that had a, a cost to what my perception of the first order and in particular hooks was. That was too great too early in the film. Whereas I think the one you mentioned in The Force Awakens and I'll keep saying for me, the reason being just because there's so much disagreement on this film. It it just that one was perfect because it had no cost for Kylo Ren's character. Poe still did his cocky bit, but Kylo Ren still stayed a strong character who, you know, you were still intimidated by. Whereas Hooks for me went from being a character who, who in the first one, yeah, he, he was no Kylo Ren, but I didn't see him as an absolute figure of form. Whereas after this, he just, that, that was all he was to me. Whereas I'm, I'm then thinking, how did someone who was so much of a buffoon get to be so high in the first order? But again, these are all things I'm sure a lot of people would would nitpick about. And I suppose this leads nicely on, really, to the film has clearly been very divisive. There's a big split between the majority of the critics who've absolutely raved about it to a certain section, a vociferous section of the fan base who have really really taken against it to the extent that there's petitions to have it struck from the canon and all sorts. What? Well, why do you think there's been such a big, big divide amongst the, the people who've seen this, uh, Andy? Uh, well, I, I mean, perhaps it's it's around expectation levels. I mean, I, I mentioned, you know, I, I didn't go in with those huge expectation levels because I, I just wanted to enjoy it for whatever it was. And and I will admit, look, I, I came out feeling that this was, you know, we, we spoke about before the film that we didn't, you know, that the similarities have been drawn between Force Awakens and the original Star Wars. So we didn't want this to be uh, effectively a, a Empire Strikes Back remake. And and I don't think it was. For me, this, this was more... <laughs> In in the uh, in the prequel terms, th- this was more sort of episode two than than it was, you know, more Attack of the Clones than it was Empire Strikes Back. It was for me. It was it felt like the continuation of a story, ready for another, you know, a bigger part of the story. It was almost like the, a piece in the jigsaw that joined two movies together. So, I, I don't, maybe some people really took offence to that. <laughs> <laughs> 
and 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 I think some people as well just have this have this bugbear that it's it's Disney and it you know feel that Disney are way too commercial and and you know Force Awakens was criticised for being too safe and not taking the chances, but you know Jedi is getting criticised for for taking some of those chances that people asked them to take. So it's it's hard to say. I, I guess it's because you know different different fans of Star Wars expect different things and want different things. And I think perhaps, you know, it goes back to the expectations. People were going into this movie hoping for something to blow them away. And and I don't think this really blew anybody away. It didn't blow me away. You know, it, it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't the, one of the best ones I've seen, but I still enjoyed it. It was still a Star Wars movie, and it still felt like a Star Wars movie, and there was still lots of good and memorable bits in there. And I look forward to, you know, going back to the pictures with my son again next week to watch it for with him for a second time. But it's, I, I guess it's just not, it's not all the things that perhaps some people have built it up in their minds to be, and, and maybe it's just that whole franchise and that excitement building towards looking you know looking forward to it coming out and it, and it doesn't quite hit what you wanted it to hit but but i i guess on the other side of it is some people just get a bit carried away with themselves <laughs> what about you gags have you got carried away with yourself or what what, what are your thoughts on why there's such a big split i definitely think it's because of the focus on new characters rather than old i think luke was more of a sideshow for me in this one for the most part he had a big big part of it in in a few sections but you know force awakens had han solo all over it his pairing was chewy with you know was huge for that movie and then him interacting with the new cast was great and then he got to meet and converse and banter with leia too which brought home a lot of memories luke only really got screen time with two major characters and it was very minor with leia you know he, he got he got yoda back which was great but a minute or two and the rest of it was ray and no no that it's, that's great. Obviously, that's what it needed. But we really wanted him to have some time with R2-D2, C-3PO, not fleetingly. We wanted him to have some banter with Leia, them argue like they used to, you know, maybe. Um, that that When you see those two are going to be in the same movie, you expect a bit more. You know? Do you get what I mean? And, yeah, and, and totally. There needed to be a bit more to the story uh, or, or maybe a different story in terms of how they did it. But that story limited what Luke could do. Totally, it totally limited where he could go, what he could do, and who he could speak to, and it just, like I said, that's what the problem was. That the story limited any interaction between what the diehards, like Andy said, and the the those that want nostalgia, anything to do with that. And I think kind of Yoda was brought in, and I think Yoda's role was great, and we can talk about it later. But uh, in what he did, but. I thought they kind of had to bring that in just to give him something with someone from another movie, from the past movies, because otherwise it would have totally failed, you know? And that kind of, like, for someone like me, has given me a bump on it because I really enjoyed that even that two minutes took me back to Return of the Jedi, right? So that helped a lot. But again, some of us don't mind it moving into a new direction, but I suppose using some of the elements from the old and the and the relationships from the old ones. Like, he just spoke to Chewie once in the whole damn thing. 
him and Chewie used to fight? Or like, you know, like, or, you know, getting each other's way at least. Yeah. I used to call him a hairball or what? You know, he's, he wasn't very complimentary of him, I don't think. But just, they did nothing. What? That makes no sense. You're in the same place. Why is Chewie in none of those scenes? Why is he not following him around as well? Like, trying to, you he's know. He's busy, busy with them pork, obviously. I know, and that's fine. I don't, I don't mind that. You know, Chewie goes veggie. It's one of my favorite scenes, but I, <laughs> at the end of the day, that needed, they needed to do something. They needed to have, when they said, when he said, where's Han? Nothing, nothing about what happened. No remorse, no sadness. I didn't see any of it. And like, I can see why people would be pissed because your brother-in-law just pretty much died. And you're still pissed up being pissy about the force. (laughs) And I, I understand that's a big deal, the force, but. Your brother-in-law just died, man. Have, have, let's have a scene about it. Of her telling him and him maybe maybe shedding some tears and some anger. I don't know. There needed to be a little bit more in those bits. And having that connection to the old relationships was what was missing from my point of view. And why people would be so pissed about that movie. And uh, whilst it's not a massive bugbear, I do recognise it's there for me. You know, yeah. yeah, that's so so very interesting points from you both there. I think uh, the one that resonated most with me as being the reason, and I, I touched on it earlier on, I, and you both touched on this also. I think probably the people who watched The Force Awakens and basically were more likely to think it wasn't bold enough, it was too similar to the original trilogy. I think they're probably the most likely to absolutely love this film. It made a lot of bold choices. You know, it took us off in different directions. It, You know, it didn't go with the majority fan theories and things like that. Whereas I think the people who are most likely to sort of rage against this film, they're not judging it just as a film. They're judging it more as whether it lives up to their own expectations of what a Star Wars film and particularly a a Star Wars sequel should be. And they probably, a lot of them have got, you know, there are issues like I've mentioned about the tone at times and, you know, the use of the force in the film. I think they probably come into it, but also things like, you know, people had their so much wrapped up in their theories about Snoke and their things about, you know, in terms of uh, Ray's parentage. I think a lot of people had high hopes for what way that was going to go and that sort of would have maybe fit more with what their idea of the Star Wars film should be. And I think because it's gone against a lot of that, they've probably come away. And things like Luke Skywalker as well, I think... Uh, I think a lot of the fans, I think Luke has made it plain, or should I say Mark Hamill has made it plain in a lot of interviews that it it wasn't his idea of Luke as a character. And, you know, he didn't agree with a lot of the decisions made. And I think a lot of fans have took a similar, and maybe in some to some degree inspired by what he said, have took it as being, well, Mark Hamill shares my views whereas I think he might have felt that way to some degree but he's just sort of as well we'll just go with it and make the best film we can whereas I think a lot of the fans just can't forgive the direction it's taken and I think that's a pity because clearly a lot of them have have 
gone way too far with the criticisms. It, it, it is a film at the end of the day and everyone involved has done the best to make the best film they can. You know, it doesn't match what your expectations are. That's unfortunate. But I think people have, you know, these petitions and things, I think that's wildly, going wildly too far. You know, I understand what it's like to be frustrated at a film, but I don't agree with that type of thing, you know. It's just too much for me. It really is. Obviously, now we've talked a little bit about the sort of controversy and the, the divisiveness of the film. We're going to talk a bit more about the film, you know, the different aspects of the film. So the next part we're going to look at is the relationship between Luke and Ray. What were your thoughts on that, Gags? I thought it was great. That was one of the good mm-hmm. things, at least. And like I yeah. just mentioned that, I was upset that he didn't really get to spend more time with anyone else. But what he did do with Ray was was fantastic. Um, Luke went back to being the non-believer that he was when he struggled mm-hmm. to adapt to the Force in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny that it was Yoda that brought him to sense then. And that happened again here, which was a lovely touch, you know. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it when they battled out with the without the lightsabers and, you know, using the sticks and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the whole Luke-Kylo story was done very well too because without you knowing, you know, who to believe, that was the twist. That was a nice twist in there because yeah, at one was. point I really did believe and... You know, deep down in my heart, I wanted him to go dark, Luke. I, I was, I was hoping that that was some kind of big twist, you know, cause you know, when they showed the, the makeup on his face, when they did the makeup of him, of, of, of Kylo Ren telling the story, Ben Solo telling the story, when he looked really evil, didn't he? When he was going to yeah. strike him down, I really just thought, shit, is he telling the truth? Obviously he wasn't, but it just, well, that was his point of view though. That's his truth. If you get me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what he saw in that, what he saw. Yeah. But it was just, um, I thought that was done really well. And I thought he looked, I mean, I just wish he were, he did go dark. You know what I mean? I love the dark side, don't I? But <laughs> I, I wish he did go dark. But, um, I thought that was really done well. A nice little twist there until Ray Well, has to it fl- was, it was very, very dark though, wasn't it? Really? In terms of for Luke Skywalker, the person who, you know, who never ever gave up on Darth Vader to consider killing, you know, a youngster, you know, a teenager but, or whatever. But he, Darth, he was who's going dark and saw his future that he would destroy everything, wouldn't you? It, well, that, that's a, it's a good question. It's 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 a bit like the age old, you know, would you kill Hitler if you if you could go back <laughs> in time and he was a child? Yes, it, it reminds me of that. It's it's a very hard question. I I I don't know the answer. You know, if you just look at it purely, sort of logically maybe it is an easy decision but this was as you say this is his, his young nephew and you know uh, he, even though he, he's maybe saw this vision of the future it's still a young nephew who trust, trusts him and he's sleeping so I, I thought it was very very brave I didn't necessarily like it in terms of what my idea of Luke Skywalker is but I thought it was very very brave to take the character that far and you know Whilst I may not have liked it in my sorter, this he did is my mention idea it was of Star only, Wars way. He did say it was only for a second or two. It was, but that's still. He, he had a lightsaber in his hand, and he was stood over, and that's that's massive, a massively dark move for a Star Wars film. So, whilst I may not have liked it in one regard, my sort of traditional Star Wars ideas that I've created myself, you know. On the other hand, it excited me because that was another part of this film where. God, 
you really did not know where it was going to go. Mm. If it can go that dark with Luke Skywalker, that, that to me is well, very, but, very bold and exciting. You, don't you then accept that that's why he then banished himself because of that two seconds of darkness is why he's pretty much given up on it as well. Because he knows yeah. that's what's forced Kylo to do what he's done. That two second lapse from Luke has got all those kids killed and that temple destroyed. Do you, do you get me? So not yeah, all totally of them. Dis- not, all no, of them not, not all of them. Obviously, we no. know the story that there's a yeah. few that he took with him, which <laughs> which we'll get to later, which will be interesting, obviously. <clears throat> but um, again, maybe playing into the other films, <laughs> but uh, which is great. Uh, which I love that they're leaving these Easter eggs. But but do you get what I mean? Where you're coming? Where I'm coming from? That his oh, yeah, two second yeah. lapse, which is a his story, weakness. has made him go away. And yeah. I thought I thought it was more that. He felt he'd failed him because he was already embracing the dark side. You know, he'd already taken on the dark side, really, that he'd failed him because he'd, he'd been tempted and was, was taking that. But that you know, that Snook him. already had him. Yeah. But he was, remember, Ray said he was conflicted at the point, And what you yeah, did then, a... that pushed him yeah. totally towards it. So that one mistake is what made mm-hmm. him go dark, Andy, in my view, anyway. That, that yeah, really I, pushed I, him towards it. I think I'd agree with that. I think his failure was that in in his conflict, he's thought about something in a way that, like you say, Gags, by by the very act of considering it and being seen to consider it in a way where it looks like he was definitely going to do it, it's confirmed that Kylo's journey to the dark side because if his mentor, his family member, has come so close to killing him, you know, it, it, his trust is going to go. You know, it was probably already wavering because he's got this conflict with the dark side. But to then see someone you trust, this sort of legendary figure who is also a relative, come that close, you know, it, it probably, obviously, it was Snoke in the background manipulating. It probably confirmed all the stuff Snoke had been telling him. Obviously, he won't see it from Luke's side because you wouldn't if someone was stood over you. So I think that, along with what he then went on to do, has, has pushed, made Luke a broken man, you know, as you say. So that that was definitely how I saw it anyway. What about yourself, Andy? Obviously, the, the relationship largely between Luke and Ray, what were your thoughts on that? Obviously, it gave your thoughts a little bit on, you know, Luke and Kylo and, and the ultimate fall. What was your thoughts on the relationship between Luke and Ray? See, I, I like the relationship between them. I like the, the way they did it. I like the, the bits of humour in there all the way through. And, and it was... See, I liked what they did with Luke in the way that it, it couldn't be the same Luke Skywalker because it just wouldn't fit the story. You know, he banished himself for all of them things. And and, and as he said, you know, you know, everyone just forgave him because he was Luke Skywalker. You know, he felt like he needed to be punished, and but nobody would because of who he was. So he, he almost punished himself. So he was broken. So for him to be just the same Luke Skywalker wouldn't fit the story. But I'm glad they didn't go to just turning him into another version of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It, so that what you got, I think, was a bit, you know, the broken man with... There were still elements of Luke there, and there was some little elements of you know, the Obi-Wan Kenobi style character. So I like how all them different facets of Luke kind of interacted with, with Ray and the way that she was that hope. She was that driving force. She was almost the Luke Skywalker character, 
you know, she was almost a Luke Skywalker to the Obi-Wan Kenobi, except that this Obi-Wan Kenobi was, you know, this is the broken one. Yeah. And it's, and, and just that, you know, she's trying to get him, you know, she's bringing him to the force. She's trying to get him. And I, I just, I like, like you say, I like the interaction between them. I like, I, I like the little bits of humor, you know, them little creatures on the island, you know, little things like that. They, they were bits of fun. And yeah, that there's just something I think they, they sort of played off each other really well on screen. There seemed to be quite a natural sort of chemistry between them. And, and, and I like it that it was, it was the mentor, but it was the, the unwilling mentor role that he took on. So it was, uh, I thought, I thought they they worked well together, and I quite enjoyed the relationship between them. And I thought, I thought it kind of worked well for both characters. In all honesty, yeah, I did. As you said, there, I liked the idea that Luke, who was always, you know, the 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 most hopeful and optimistic character, is now broken and very negative. You know, even to the point where you know he. He gets presented with the lightsaber and he throws it. I know that's been controversial for some. <laughs> I, I, I think it's good to see him push to this point. And then the contrast with someone who's who's got a lot of that hope that he used to have. And as you say, I think they had a really good sort of on, on-screen sort of uh, chemistry between them. They worked well together. And I, I just enjoyed the humour as well, you know. You yeah. know, just I just think it worked so well. I think it that's probably well done. Me. It was well, yeah, well done humor that one, wasn't it? And like of the lightsaber, that was you know that was just you know it that was a really bold move cinematically yeah. for that character. That was a bold move, but it just kind of represented of where you know represented where he was yeah. with the Force. And but I also like the the fact that they did keep elements of Luke Skywalker there. You know, the, the with Yoda there. You know, you know, pointing out to him, you know, you're still always, you know, thinking about, you know, what's going to happen or being somewhere else rather than where you are right now. What's happening right now? Reminding him, you know, so he still he still has that in him. Yeah. And I like the way that they peeled things back like that. Uh, and and the way that they used each other's sort of strengths, you know, to, to appeal to each other in different ways. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was quite clever the way that they sort of intertwined the characters. Andy, what did you think about the reveal of who Ray's parents were? I'll have to be brief and just say it was a bit naff, really. <laughs> That's, I didn't like it, no. No, it was. It was just like uh, I don't know. It was. It was throwaway. It, it, I didn't. I, I was kind of the way that they kept talking about it and building it and back and forth and back and forth. I'm thinking. Oh, we're going to get to something really juicy here, something really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was just a bit like Snoke. It was a bit of an anticlimax. It was uh, a bit disappointing, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I, I do think uh, I, I think a lot of people were disappointed with that. I think that's always the danger when you have such a big build-up and so many fan theories, and you know, even people who who aren't normally interested in fan theories seem to have got sucked into that and the mystique around her and wondering you know she's got these great powers where can it have come from i have to be honest though for me it was quite refreshing that you know for that universe obviously we've seen in some of the prequels that you know 
the force isn't solely with the Skywalkers or or, or any other family who who seem to be blessed. You know that you know there's plenty of characters throughout the universe who are strong in the force. But I think it was good to see in this instance that someone so powerful it makes the universe seem bigger to me that she hasn't or at least apparently got any connection at the, in terms of family wise anyway with the skywalkers so for me it was quite refreshing but i can't see how for many it was disappointing because they've been sucked in and maybe were hoping for something with a you know more of a rich story behind their heritage and now obviously it seems that there is no real story what about yourself gags personally I don't believe it at all. Uh, I, I like like Andy. I think it, I was disappointed as it could have been done much better. They could have added more mystery rather than just play it down like they did. It's one of the mate. You know, you've just said it's one of the ones that we were looking forward to. There's no way that's the end of it. Even though the ending of the movie where they show another force sensitive child, which I took as them saying, just like you did, that the universe is bigger than the Skywalkers. You know, that yeah. anyone can have it, but not everyone is able to use it. So they're kind of saying you don't have to be a Skywalker to be a Jedi, which is right, because there have been so many Jedi in the past, you know, we know that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I have a feeling, you know, that, that young child is something to do with the new films. Anyway, I mentioned that earlier, and I just think in the last yeah. in the last pod, and I just uh, think that, 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 you know, he's trying to, he's got to make that point for this movie, in this movie maybe, so that it's it widens the universe, like you said. But I do think that it's kind of like been dealt with so abruptly that it's impossible that that's the end of it. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not believable. It's just not believable. Now, she has that scene where she's in the dark side of the island, you know, and looking in the mirror. Now, yeah. from my point of view, she's looking in that mirror. It's supposed to tell her what's within, you know, within her. Yeah. It tells her nothing. Because she knows nothing. She doesn't know who her parents are. It's going to show you exactly what you know. You know, it, it kind of tells you the truth, doesn't it? But it, it's Do you only, not think it could have been? It's going I, to be subconscious. See, it's I think be. it could have been. I think it also, though, could have been telling her the truth is within you. Look in the mirror. Look within yourself. You know yes. the answers. Yeah, so the answer you is you, I mean? you have four sensitive parents, mate. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> but who? You don't know, but... Maybe look at who you were close to, Han Solo. Maybe she feels something for him. I don't know, but it's not that. It, I mean, it can't be as simple as that. But I do think, why would why would they have you and McGregor do these are your first steps in Force Awakens? Why? Why would they do that? Why would he even utter the words? What was the need? There's got to I be a reason behind everything. There is. I suppose you could argue the need would be if she's. If even if she has no family heritage, if she's possibly, you know, a force user or a force sensitive person to the extent that they've got the ability to, you know, bring balance between dark and light against Kylo so, Ren, you so know, Obi, so Obi appears for everybody. Like, no, no, but obviously it, it, it's <laughs> we know there's only certain certain Jedi's who 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 are deemed worthy of training people or who have. Attempted to train people yeah. from from what we've seen, you yeah. know, and and obviously Yoda is the best, and obviously one of the big mistakes that that they made is Qui John and then Obi Wan believing they can train someone as well as Yoda. So it, in that regard, 
there, there is another way that you could interpret it that it's just because she's so powerful and one of the most legendary Jedi's would come back and help. But I know what you mean. That doesn't fit as neatly as being here no, tied up within exactly. the family or history. Somewhere. Yeah, and I just think Kylo doesn't know. Kylo's gonna, he doesn't know who her parents are. He knows that she was dropped off there from looking within her, that she was dropped off by someone, you know, and just sold off. Now, it could have been anyone who sold her off. Do you get what I mean? It could have been anyone. She could have been kidnapped, whatever. Could have been anyone that sold her off. So he's telling the truth from his point of view. But is that the real truth? I think we'll find out in the next episode. So it could have been done so much better. Yeah. I absolutely was. Maybe that was the thing that I walked out feeling like there was something missing. Maybe this was it. Because I can't put my finger on that. I mean, I've probably mentioned loads of bad things about the film, so... <laughs> maybe, I did... maybe you just could have, ra- rather than say anything, just leave her hanging. Yeah, You know, that yeah. just, it's you just... join me, I know who your parents are. You know, that all... She's like, boring. Um, She's crying how... her eyes out. He's ruining yeah. her. <laughs> well, it's like, like you remember in, in the the prequels? Yeah. And it was it was uh, Palpatine constantly saying to uh, to Anakin, you know, I can see what's happened. Join me and you can save her. Mm. Join me, and you can save a life. You can, you know, and and it's, and it's almost that, you know, that 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 teasing to join, join this side, and you will be able to get the answers you're looking for instead of giving the stupid answer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah. Should have been done that way, and they can take. And uh, people would have complained though, Andy, that they're copying too much, you know. <laughs> but I think it makes sense. That would have been a really good way of forcing her. Maybe obviously the, the film doesn't want her to go dark, but she could have resisted and said, "I'd rather not know." Then you know. And then move on, and that's better. That is a much better cliffhanger than, yeah, yeah, your parents were nothing. You're nothing. Who cares? But you're something to me. What? Come on. You could do better than that. So, yeah, um, I can see why the director did it. Maybe, uh, hopefully, it's because of the, the other films, and that's a big assumption on my part. But if it was nothing to do with those films, then this is a clanger, a big well, clanger. I- it's one of them. I suppose it's another example of subverting expectations and going in a different direction. And I think sometimes it, that can leave you feeling cheated. Maybe if you, you feel you've been waiting on this answer and then the answers to, to many underwhelming. As I say, I liked it. And I suppose it, it shows you that in the different bits of the film, you know, it's just solely personal preference. It's not really a lot of the time a reflection on the quality of the decision made from my perspective, but it's just whether it's what you wanted or hoped or expected from the film, or at least that's how it feels for me anyway. But it's interesting. I've seen something, and it's interesting. Some people criticise, you know, Disney for being too hands-on and things, but they actually give a hell of a lot of freedom, as many have pointed out. And the interesting thing is, you know, Johnson himself has said he doesn't know if in the next film they'll go in a totally different direction. And, you know, as you say, and that then they can make that so that that wasn't true. Exactly. I think he's... I think he, he... he said himself that Kylo Ren believes what he's saying, yep. so he, yep, exactly. he does, he's not manipulating. He believes it, but like you said, Gags, it may be that that's just what he's seeing, but it doesn't mean that it's the truth. And remember, and, the, uh, the third part probably isn't even written. Abraham's yeah. has probably just written it or writing it and taking off yeah. of what he's done. You know what Rian's done because they're, they're totally different movies. They are. I mean, that's the weird thing that some it's been a different director and writer for this one. 
and he's going to let now, uh, you know, JJ finish what he started. So maybe they wanted JJ to bring justice to that character's revolve, you know, the, the, the reveal, sorry, because of what he did with Obi. And also a little bit of a link in is that there's rumors of an Obi movie coming soon. So I'm thinking when that reveal happens, they then maybe go into the oranges of Ray through an Obi movie. I don't know, but that's just my root. That's just my mind working overtime, you know? So uh, yeah. I, I see the link there somehow. I'll probably be totally wrong. I've been wrong on loads of things in Star Wars because they go a different direction. But I, I, um, I definitely think they're trying to keep things open, though, because it's a different... And also, the, the other three movies, they've had to th- throw things open for those three as well, new things in there, because they, they haven't written those yet either. They don't know what the story is yet. So very interesting. It is. And I suppose there's something exciting about the fact that, you know, who knows where it's going to go now. And obviously J.J. Abrams, whilst he's been very, very traditional Star Wars wise, you know, in terms of sticking to a lot of things people would have hoped and expected for in the first one. He is someone who, in other things he's done, you know, the likes of Lost and things, who, who's very unpredictable as well. So anything's possible now, and that that's exciting to me, you know, going forward. I think that's a good place to to end part one of this discussion. Obviously, there's still plenty more to talk about, so I'd like to thank both my guests for joining me and everyone who's listening. Please return for part two, where we'll discuss the rest of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.